Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Get Messy podcast. I am Liv Doomer, and I'm here with my co-host, Max Landon, and we have a a very special guest for you today. We have, um, well, in my mind, pro snowboarder, um, content creator, um, fitness enthusiast, podcaster, extraordinaire, Mason Snyder. Wow. I think that's the best intro (laughs) I've had. At, in any event, I appreciate that, Liv. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast, Mason. Hey, I'm happy to be here. I just yeah, uh, had, had Liv on my podcast the other day that went fantastic. So I'm excited to see what we can get into. Yeah, awesome. I'm excited to get messy with you. So let's, let's get, get into it. Talk about all the things. So Mason, you and me know each other from high school and we were mentioning on your pod that we haven't seen each other in forever, <laughs> like, like six, seven years or something crazy. Um, but I think, like we were saying, you're one of those friends that I feel like I talk to and it's no time has passed at all. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of those, you know, core memories from going, growing up. So we have a pretty good knowledge of each other, you know, just uh, in the past seven years, you know, people have kind of gone their own paths to figure out what they're going to be or just to kill some time. But, you know. <laughs> How did yeah. you guys reconnect? Just honestly through this. Oh, cool. Just through reaching out to Liv to see if she wanted to be on the podcast. Awesome. And tell us a little bit more about the podcast or tell, tell the listeners. About mine, yeah. I guess. So uh, my podcast is The Mason J Show, and I kind of started it uh, back in 2020 when I was living in Chicago during quarantine. Um, I think it was just intended to be like uh, expressive, you know, artistic outlet. And I was kind of influenced by... Um, Joe Rogan's style of podcasting since he's somebody that I've listened to way too much over the past few years Um, but I really like his just like open-ended conversations and mm, episodes not really having a a topic per se just like whatever comes up in the conversation um, and like through curiosity so that's kind of what I've tried to structure mine as because I'm also very curious and I feel like people have a lot of cool things to say. Yeah, I think that's, that's so awesome. fun. Yeah, I mean, so I, I mean, I know you asked me this, but I want to ask you this. So what, I mean, besides the, well, I guess you kind of said this, the curiosity, I was just going to say, like, what made you want to start the podcast, but just wanting to talk to people and connect with people? Yeah, um, I don't know. I just like having conversations and I'm very like inquisitive myself. And I find that sometimes people take that as me, like being challenging or like trying to like prod and the podcast is a good platform that I can actually ask questions and get answers. And it's like the right, you know, space to do that instead of me just like bugging somebody and keeping all their time while I ask all my questions. Um, so there's that, you know, I, I enjoy the deep diving into topics and um, just really figuring out what it is I want to know about somebody or, you know, what's going on. Cool. Yeah. And so are you still in Chicago? No, I live in Colorado now. I just oh, wow. moved out here in December, um, I moved from Chicago back to Maryland, where I'm from, in June or July of 2020, and then down to Baltimore and Fed Hill from like December 2020 to 2021, December 2021 to December 2020 to December 2021, and then just got out here um, in the past, you know, couple months. That's awesome. Yeah, I um I did some moving in like 2022 and it was super or not 2022 but like 2020 as well, and um it was really hard. I felt uh just like up and move to somewhere new and like you don't really know anyone. There's a global pandemic. It's really difficult to connect. Um, Where'd do you, you go? feel like are you seeing that a little bit more in a? Are you, uh, what am I trying to say? Are you seeing a little bit more of a relaxation where you're at in terms of like COVID and all of that stuff? Yeah, I mean at this point definitely in the last like two or three months, it's relaxed a lot. I mean, when I first got here in December, it was still, you know, you had to wear masks inside grocery stores or really most places that you went, even like the ski resorts were saying, like when you're in lift lines, you have to wear masks, which 
people wear face masks anyway, so it wasn't anything different, but um, it's kind of opened up and all the rules have pretty much dropped um, since then. But like I was in DC, um, maybe February or maybe January and like DC was still requiring um, the vaccine cards to go anywhere. Yeah, DC is very intense and now they've dropped everything. So, well, I, I was yeah. actually surprised. I was in DC the other week and um, someone asked for our vaccination cards. Really? Um, it must yeah, be like it was, it was only business. one place that did it though. So, I don't know. I don't think everyone was doing it. Yeah, it's just crazy. And New York is the same way. They had all the crazy rules and stuff and then they just like up and out of the blue dropped it. It's like weird. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, but it's, it's been pretty relaxed out here, which I'm happy about. It was kind of stressing me out. You know, like I have my Vax card and everything and it was even still like, but there was a couple times when like, I just didn't take a picture of it, you know, and I had it at my house, but I didn't, I'm not going to carry this like big index card with me when I go out. And I was like in places and they were like, yeah, you can't, you know, you can't come in without the card. And I was like, I have it. I just, oh, they wanted like the physical thing. No, or a photo of it but oh, okay, like at the yeah. time I hadn't had like the the knowledge to take a photo of it I was like right. all right I got it like people will believe me no <laughs> just get turned away and so yeah. you're out in Colorado doing like skiing right uh I mean that's what I do on the weekends yeah um but I work from home still with my company from Annapolis I work oh, for nice. a mortgage company um so I just do like operations work for them um just like processing mortgage loans that come through so I do that Monday to Friday and then over the winter, I've tried to spend as much of my weekends going up to the resorts as I can. That's, That's awesome. So cool. Do you feel like, I mean, do you feel like snowboarding helped you make friends in Colorado? Mm-hmm. Or did you already have friends in Colorado? I had a few. Um, one of my buddies, Jay, who I went to Frostburg with, he moved out here about a year before I did. Um, so I knew him and then he had already had some time kind of connecting with uh, some other guys that snowboard. So when I moved out here, I immediately, you know, linked up with him. And I have another friend from Towson that lives out here, Adam. Um, so those were two, you know, good people to hang out with. And then just through snowboarding this season, I've met a handful of people um, that are that are super dope and uh, have been real good friends to just connect with, you know, on the mountain and off too. That's awesome. Are you That's at all cool. close to Steamboat, Colorado by chance? No, that's about three and a half hours okay. away. Yeah. Random a, question. Where is little, that? I don't know. Where My uncle that? lives there. And apparently he, I don't think he teaches ski instructions, but he does something that's kind of similar to it, but. It's a little bit further West. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a little further than I can justify driving for a day. You know, right. three and a half hours is a lot, yeah. um, but it, it's good for a weekend trip that I will make eventually. Most of the resorts are like an hour and a half to two and a half hours and more depending on traffic. Jeez. Wait, is snowboarding kind of like skateboarding? I mean, yes, in the sense that they're both boards. Oh, um, but like- and it's, it's the same, like skateboarding is only oh. the trick portion of, of snowboarding, right? Because like skateboarding, you're really not doing like high speed bombing down hills yeah right but it's like i I, my friends that skateboard transition well and they have more knowledge of like the movement of the board in the park even though the snowboards are a little heavier and your feet are strapped in which might make it easier i was never very good at skateboarding so i i don't know but um they're similar definitely i mean surfing i think is kind of similar as well just like the whole board sport realm but the like details and like the finesse of it is definitely different movements yeah because I can skateboard I can kind of surf but I want to be able to snowboard I've never gone snowboarding I've gone skiing once it was a bad scene it was I gotta go yeah I gave it my all the skiing and then I ran into a family that's bad (laughs) wait like you like ran into how many people was it it was a lot I was with my mom and it was like she was like dying laughing I want to say like five or six it was, oh, shit. <laughs> it was a lot but like I, so we were taking like a skiing class and I don't know what the fuck came over me but I was like <laughs> I figured I would just go down the hill before I took the class and like I was going down the hill great didn't fall over and then I got to the bottom and I was like oh shit I don't know I don't know where the brakes are <laughs> and I just like plowed into this poor innocent family yeah 
It's Gave rough. it my all though. It's dangerous too. That's better than <laughs> me. I've been invited several times. Like back when I used to live in Boston, I feel like that was something that people did a lot there. Boston like has Vermont a big scene. And stuff like that. Um, really? I don't know why but, that seems weird to me. They have a big think, snowboarding scene? Well, I don't know about like, I mean, it snows a lot in Boston, um, but there's not, I don't know, there could be a snowboarding scene. I would assume it's a little bit too like densely populated for that, but definitely like outside, like, because Vermont's only like an hour or two away. Yeah. So you're from, close to all of that stuff. From what I've heard, because I've been to New Hampshire once to snowboard up there. And just from that time and talking to people, um, Boston kids definitely come up a lot because you, like you said it's so close um and that's is boston kind of the nearest city to like the vermont area yeah i think it's closer than new i mean like at least the nearest like big city for sure mm-hmm. i don't think i think it's definitely uh i think uh boston is definitely closer because to... i think that's the same as like people from maryland like baltimore county area driving up to pennsylvania Right. Like for the hills up there. I feel like it's kind of the same. Right. Uh, I actually had a guy tell me when I was up there that if you can find a girl from Massachusetts that snowboards, you'll fall in love and never look for another person. <laughs> I, I, I haven't, I haven't found yet. them, but <laughs> apparently they are uh, one of a kind. Well, there you have it. Find yourself a Massachusetts snowboarder. If any any of you ladies from uh, Massachusetts are listening, (laughs) you know how to snowboard. (laughs) Hey, hit me up. We'll see see what you got. But no, you you two definitely should give it a try. Um, Snowboarding for me has been kind of like this activity that has been in my life since middle school and has been like a constant thing that I've wanted to get better at. And I've had like different times of acceleration in my skills like there's been times when it took me a long time to get a little better and then since I've been out here like I've gotten a lot better in a little bit of time but anytime that I've been on the mountain it's just like this perfect activity that wipes away any worries that I have outside of being there and gives me like this pure focus to just enjoy this like incredible place that you get to go that sounds awesome. awesome I love that you love it. I probably won't ever do it, but <laughs> and I, I would give it my all, but I would not be good. And kind of going off that, I was going to say, Mason, you know, one other thing we did, we both did that I gave it my all and I was not good at. We both did track when we were in high school. You were you're a track girl. You weren't the worst. She's a runner. She's a track star. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I was pretty bad though. Who, who, who was the worst if it wasn't me? Um, I don't know. Or you were I, just saying that to be nice. I don't know if I can pull people's names. Okay. I mean, yeah. you, you stuck with it though. You stuck with it. And by See? that like association, <laughs> you're not going to be the worst. Like you're always going to be better than the new people that come. Give it my all. Mm-hmm. She perseveres. You don't, you don't have to keep up with the fast people. You just have to be fast enough to be in front of the slow people. The only time I ever kept up with you guys was when y'all would run down Eastern Avenue and it was super sketch and I did not want to be left behind. <laughs> See, that fear, I mean, whatever works for you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> that was the only time. But no, what I was thinking of the other day and it just like randomly popped in my head. Remember Meth Lab? Mm-hmm. I was telling Max about this. Mm-hmm. that was like the little house in the middle of nowhere yes right? we found it in the middle of nowhere and it was this like dilapidated house yeah. and it was like definitely a meth lab so it was cleaned meth lab i have a video and from there actually I've- you had it okay i was gonna ask who had the video because i knew somebody had a video of it wait do you still have it yeah it's on my phone oh my god i you have, have it to send it to me so i can insert uh, it in our video it's a video it's either i think dustin's in it and i think squigs is in it and one of them is I forgot like Dustin a... ran with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Dustin, um, Garrett, Colin was mm-hmm. in for a little bit. Yeah. Cole was in for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's a video of of Squigs throwing a window out of a window. <laughs> yes. That's I just remember we were there like acting ridiculous. And I knew somebody had a video of it. And I was like, I cannot remember who. I was like, is it maybe Aaron or somebody? But <laughs> Okay, please send that to me and I will put it in right here in the video so y'all can see what I'm talking about. But I was like thinking about it the other day. I'm like, we used to go to such sketchy ass places and how the yeah. fuck did we not like, how did nothing bad ever happen? Because we were fast. We could always run away. <laughs> I think the worst, <laughs> the only bad thing that happened was one time we all, do you remember when, like everyone got poison ivy? Uh, I mean, I'm sure that happened more than one time. Fun fact, 
as much time as I've spent in the woods and Boy Scouts and in track, I've never gotten poison ivy. And that's how I was. I didn't have it, but I, I remember everybody else had it because we like ran through. Uh, I don't remember how to describe where the. I don't the know woods. if you're. It was the well. It was the woods, but you're gonna be like, which one? But it was like there was water, and there was like the the um the pipes that we would run on. I know exactly. Yes, yeah. I don't know how to just. We didn't have. There was no name for that one. I think was it was there? just the, wood, the woods run. <laughs> there was no name. I but, mean, it wasn't really woods. It was more like a swampy area under the overpass. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> again, how the fuck did I not get killed? <laughs> like I was so, in such sketchy places. Wait, I need to hear more about this meth lab. So um, <laughs> it was it just like a foreclosed on house or something like that? No, it was bad. Like, I don't, we definitely was, probably got some disease from there. So it was out back of, um, and, and when I say out back, like far back, but it yeah. was out back of this like uh, warehouse like type of scene. Yeah, it was back by where Spunk Fitness is. Um, Max behind, doesn't know like, where that is. All the way, yeah. But people listening might oh, okay. <laughs> kind of kind of back. I think that Autobahn, um, like electric race, uh, whatever thing is back there now. Needless to say, it's like a bunch of sketchy, big ass warehouses, and you like yeah. run into these fields and woods. And, I... and it's it, like it Baltimore just, County. It was just like an old an old colonial house. It was in a, it wasn't <laughs> big. It was probably it was two stories, um, but it was super run down. I mean, you could tell it's been vacant for quite some time. And yeah, the stairs the were like reason... falling apart. I don't, yeah. We went upstairs. Like, why yeah. did we go upstairs in there? Because it's, I mean, that's what we do. We go, we go explore. But I think we called it meth lab because outside of there, there were just like, there was tubes like everywhere. Dude, and it looked like it blew up. It did look like <laughs> like, it blew up. Was there like fire marks on the, in the no, building? No, like. Or? When I insert this video, I hope you can see the building because it was like so dilapidated. Like I'm surprised the second floor didn't fall through when we were all in there. Yeah. Surprisingly, that's not the sketchiest place I've been inside of. So I I was like, I was I was pretty confident that we were gonna make it through. What I wasn't confident there wasn't gonna be anybody inside of there. Pam Ann used to be kind of sketchy too. Yeah. That was just like a, a tunnel on the side of the road like a okay like yes but it was like low-key kind of sc- like I, would, I feel like track started my fear of like potentially stepping on a heroin needle and becoming addicted to heroin that could have happened it didn't though it did not well, so were, we there was also were, another loop oh go ahead max you were scared about be- getting addicted by stepping on a heroin needle I have this like full irrational fear of like, and even in New York, like if I would be tired walking in heels, I would refuse to take my heels off because I thought, what if there was a needle on the ground that either had disease or something or heroin on it? And then I'm a okay. heroin addict. Okay. I, okay. Yeah. Of course it's, it's very healthy to like be afraid of needles going into your feet, but I was just like, I don't think you're going to get addicted from a needle. I'd be you a never know. What if I did? Like hepatitis or like, you're probably going to get disease. hepatitis or AIDS before yeah. you get addicted to heroin. I could get both. And then the you next time you see me, I look real washed up and you're like, what happened? And I'm like, well, you see, Good. but now, but then <laughs> if that happens, then you have a story and now you can, you can yeah, rally. But it'd be too late, <laughs> but everyone, everyone loves an underdog. It, it I would have just great. kept my what shoes I'm, on. What I'm saying is it would be great for your brand. Oh, be, there you go. Or you could just like not do it and say you did and we could start a GoFundMe. Okay, I'm down. Gypsy I'm... Rose. <laughs> see, see, that's inorganic. You gotta, you gotta do it. People are gonna be able to tell. Well, I think it's, I read an article once that people were like putting them on gas stations. I did. On gas stations? Yeah, it's like, like when you grab the, um, the gas pump, like there were needles on them. What? I heard that too, and I'm not sure if that was ever real. I mean, there's a lot of things that people put on the internet. Actually, I don't know. I'm just going to say I think it is. And anyway, there you go. That's my rational fear, and you guys now have it too. You're welcome. Hmm. That's all you're going to think about when you're walking around barefoot outside. I do think you're smart for not taking your shoes off in New York. That seems like a smart move. Yeah. There's like a lot of rats and trash and (laughs) feces. It doesn't sound like a very barefoot-friendly area. No. No, no. But uh, where we were going with that, though, I was going to say there was a loop we called Pam Ann. <laughs> Do you want to explain the name or should I? That's not, you have to say the full name. <laughs> Pam Anderson's asshole. There you go. Yeah. There you go. It was Pam Anderson's asshole was a, think of like the, the tunnel that goes like into the harbor or just like any, any like big tunnel, mm-hmm. but it was small and for pedestrians and went like just under an overpass. It was absolutely terrifying. It made me think of, wait, Max, I know you've probably seen this movie. Let me in. With the vampire girl. Oh, yeah. Like, let the right one in or whatever. Yes. Do you yeah, know that yeah. tunnel that they're in when she, like, fucking attacks him? 
Mm-hmm. That's literally what it looked like. Oh, <laughs> there's like a homeless person and just like attacks a homeless person. That's what we would casually run through like almost daily. It was and it smelled very stinky. Horrible. Very, very urineness. Bad. Yeah. But I think again, that's why we were better at running because we, we pushed we can ourselves. Endure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the grossest place I hung out with or I hung out at pretty frequently was well, I don't know if it was in Roanoke or if it was in Boston. It could have been, or even Richmond. It could have been either of the three. But um, I definitely think about like hanging out with homeless people by like the Charles River in Boston the most. How was that? It was. Uh, it was. I learned a lot that year. I bet um, you did. That was an area that you definitely wanted to keep your shoes on, especially if you were uh, scared about stepping on needles. Because I think that's the first place where I realized that that was a possibility. But yeah, it was, it was presented to me as like very normal and I was like only 16. So like, I just wanted to be like with the cool kids, but I had moved up to Boston. Were those the cool kids? Well, they weren't, they didn't actually end up really being the cool kids. Like I just met them because like we were both underage and smoked cigarettes. So anyways, we ended up, I ended up hanging out with them because I didn't have any friends up there and we would just go down by the river and they knew all the homeless people, like the homeless people would get us liquor, like. We would share it with them. <laughs> like it was very upsetting. There was, it was bad. But like you said, you learned a lot. Yeah, learned a lot. Learned probably did a you little ever, bit too much. Did you ever get in any like sketchy situations down there by the river? Uh, I almost got robbed once. Oh no! Um, by this like scary ass looking Haitian dude, and then this wasn't like necessarily like <laughs> this wasn't like dangerous per se well maybe it was depending on how you look at it but the memory that comes to mind is I, I had a friend who visited me from Virginia and um, we ended up getting liquor and we got this homeless guy to buy it and we were sharing it with him and it was just like a bottle of super cheap whiskey and we're down by the river it's like maybe like three or four in the afternoon like it's still totally light outside and then I like look at this man who we're sharing the bottle of liquor with and I see that his gums are bleeding like hmm. There was another girl who like would um she had a dentist who would like pull her teeth and like every time he would pull a teeth he would give her like 30 percocet or something like that so it was just real bad oh, <laughs> i no. did not have any business hanging out down there next <laughs> yeah that's rough i mean i'm sure it gave you like a interesting perspective though because not many people come that close to people who would pull their teeth out to get 30 percocet yeah and thinking back on it i don't I don't know. That was also that same year. I um, I've ever told this story on the pod, but uh, I used to get, I used to buy weed from this guy who I was like in this like robotics class with, and he just like so happened to live kind of near me, and he didn't like seem sketchy like outwardly, but we would like always meet up at this one little spot, and I would get like a dime bag off him or whatever, and we'd smoke and then we'd leave, and then one day I'm hanging out with him and he's like hey, like, we've got a car, we've got a whip today. And I was like, oh, cool. He was like, but we might get into some shit because it's stolen. And I was like, okay. And I just kind of thought it was like someone's like sister's car, someone's mom's car. I get into this car. There's this dude with dreads driving. There's a whole ass fucking screwdriver in the ignition. The other guy's like sitting up front and I guess they had stolen the car in Boston, brought it to Cambridge and they were trying to like restart it like with the wires like hot wire it or whatever yeah and like the car just kept going like like oh it just kept like yeah it kept on dying and like we were not in a secluded area like people were walking by people started looking at us one guy even came over to try to help and um the guy that was driving like had to throw his um his uh his hoodie on top of the steering wheel so he couldn't see that there was like a screwdriver out of it he was just like no we're good we're good um and uh, I was just like in the backseat thinking like, how did I get myself here? And if this car does not start in like 30 seconds, no, like 10 seconds, like I'm getting out of the car. And then finally it starts, we like whip it around. And like, Cambridge is like weird because it's very like affluent. It's like they have like West Cambridge and North Cambridge are like right next to each other. West Cambridge is pretty affluent it's like where Harvard and stuff like that is and then North Cambridge is like not as much so like 
two or three blocks like make a really big difference we end up like whipping it to these like um these section eight houses we smoke like six blunts in this car like get super high just like hot box it and they picked this guy up on the way and he was really pissed off and he was like yeah like these dudes just like stole my xbox we're about to go into boston get some guns and shoot up their houses <laughs> i'm just sitting there like little old me like 16 years old just like cool and um as soon as like we got done luckily because it was like so different where like the blocks were so like different and like there was such a like wealth disparity or whatever um we were actually really close to like the nicer part of cambridge so as soon as the blunts were done burning just like awesome it's been real guys i'm just gonna let you guys keep on doing what you're doing and i'm gonna go home why that is crazy i would have <laughs> never expected that you would have been in those situations yeah do you feel like you have more awareness now as like a young adult that you you were in because i was in like i can remember back to some times when i was younger that i was i don't think i was ever in a stolen car but i definitely like had some sketchy moments like that like do you feel like you have more awareness as an adult to like look out for those situations uh yeah I'm definitely not gonna get into anyone's car um anytime soon that has a screwdriver in the ignition please don't do that (laughs) no give me a ring I'll come get you yeah (laughs) um but yeah no it definitely I think it's very eye-opening and also when when you're in it and you're doing it you don't really think it's that crazy like which sounds wild like but like at the time I mean, I think I was like nervous to an extent, but like, not really. Like, it was just kind of like, I was just kind of going with it. And then afterwards I was like, oh, that was really crazy that I did that. I probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Like you were like naive, right? You didn't really, you didn't quite, didn't like register what was going on. No, like even when I was in the car and we're smoking with this guy that's talking about shooting people, like I was just also like when you're in that situation you can't like you can't really like punk out like you have to just like act like it's totally normal or else i don't know something bad could happen this is true that's crazy wow. yeah yeah no i was grand theft auto yeah yeah i don't think i've ever done that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, I think you're good though, because I mean, even though this pub, this podcast is going on like live YouTube, it's definitely past the statute of limitations. Oh yeah. And just in case anyone from the government is listening in on this conversation. Um, yeah, that was forever ago. Uh, I did not steal the car. I did not participate in crime. Weed. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying Max. Of course. See- I feel like maybe I should have. <laughs> I feel like I would be sketched out though. Cause like at that age, six months is a lot. That's a lot of weed to smoke. And then to also have it on top of you that you're like in a stolen car with some sketchy people. Like, I feel like my brain would just be like tripping out. With I all don't that going know. On. And like, I am typically like an anxious person, but like, I definitely don't remember being like, I don't remember being freaked out until getting out, out of the car and like walking back to my house and being like, that was fucking weird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've definitely had those moments where things happen. And like you said before, like your brain doesn't like really process it. And then you walk away and you're like reflecting. You're like, wow, I almost definitely just died. Definitely. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that could have been it. (laughs) Yep. That's happened a lot in my life. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I want to hear about some of y'all's adventures. I feel like we've had a, a lot. I was telling Max, I feel like I definitely am forgetting a lot, a, a lot of times we've hung out because we've we used to hang out a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's hard because like I can never remember things on the spot. Like it takes my brain like a few seconds to kind of like dig back into that folder, especially when it's from far away. But I mean, there was a lot of shit that we got into like in the Eastern Tech days. I mean, mainly track, right? Because that's we were just outside, like in Essex, exploring all yeah, the time. I just feel like the track days were like it was absolute hood rat shit. Like yeah. I can't explain it any other way. We were just being wild. But well, we also remember we found that bus. It was like a coach bus that we found by the sewage water treatment plant um, over yeah over the. Uh, remember, I'm like, like what, over, was I definitely there? I probably was. I don't. I mean, I I think so. It was, you know, uh, like the Golden Domes um that sewage yes. water like by yes. my house over in Dundalk yeah so we 
it, I know it was me. I know Squiggs was there. I feel like Tucker was there. I feel like Bree was there. I feel like if Aaron and Bree were there, I was probably there. Aaron was definitely there. It's hard to remember the, the group, but we found this like coach bus, like a super old one. It had to be from like the early 90s, like parked in the somehow we got onto the grounds and we like the, the door was locked, but Squiggs was skinny enough to like slide through one of the windows that was open. So he like we, we pushed him up. He what got a character. on the bus. Yes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, who is Squiggs? And he, what we'll is he? Like, yeah, we will. And uh, he opened the door and we just like hung out in this old coach bus for a little while. That's wild. I don't wait. Maybe I, I don't remember the bus unless like I really just am blocking this out of my memory. It would have been a cool. I mean, you'd probably remember it if you were there. I feel like that's not a bad to say. No, but. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it sounds like something I would remember. I honestly, like, I feel like we just did so much shit. I don't remember half of it. But yeah. no, I was going to ask, have you kept up with Squigs at all? So n- no is the short answer. But I had followed him on Snapchat for a little while. And like, he was he was Same. a person that I didn't quite unfollow because it was just like, the same as being like friends with him like that we were super close like being squigs we were like like we both joined cross country at the same time freshman year we did like the orient the orientation together and all that so like we were good friends and um but he's also just like unlike anybody i've ever met in my entire life max you would love this guy like he was just so he's like super super smart real like yeah really into drugs really into psychedelics yes. like even in high school like he had the knowledge of like people now that i know that are into psychedelics but like but also just like batshit crazy and i'm yes. sure sold more drugs than we knew and i hope he doesn't listen to this and get upset and feel like i'm ratting on him. <laughs> that's not the case right now but <laughs> he uh but yeah so like I, mean, I, was, I loved hanging out with him he was such a good time but he was yeah he was definitely like the kind of kooky friend but like i loved it mm-hmm. and me and him went skiing a couple times I remember we went to Liberty a time or two. He was pretty good at skiing. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I haven't really touched base with him. He, I followed him on Snapchat and like just watched what he was doing and stuff when I was in Baltimore. And he's kind of like, he takes Snapchats and like in the background of his Snapchat, like in his room, he has like all his sex toys hung up on the wall. And, <laughs> I like, and I'm like, I'm it. like, interesting. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like, normal i mean i don't know what normal sex toys are i but can't imagine they that wouldn't feel right if they were yeah it's like things that you like hit people with and other oh. like things that have attachments and like restraints i'm like i see he's very public about this i could see that oh, I, I miss him <laughs> <laughs> i miss him he just always he always kept it interesting you know mm-hmm um and then i was just thinking about um there was something you said that just like just brought this memory back to me do you remember when we like broke into that fucking abandoned hospital what huh fort howard yes yeah yeah but we like had to like hop over this like barbed wire fence and we were like Mm -hmm. scared the cops were gonna find us Mm -hmm. how did you hop over a barbed wire fence strategically how did you how did you get into a stolen car (laughs) you just did it (laughs) but yeah that's the kind of crap where i'm just like how did we not get in trouble i went into fort howard a couple times really um yeah cut up i was scared i was like oh my god what if i get caught because i told my mom that and she was like you can get in so much trouble and i'm like well i'm just wondering the logistics like when you hop over a barbed wire fence like how much barbed wire are we talking? It was like not, that. Not enough to keep us out. Yeah, okay. no, no, no. But I do remember <laughs> I the top being like pointy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? We were kids. Our skin's malleable. I'm not really sure. Right. <laughs> I, I don't remember anything happening with the barbed wire, so I guess it didn't. No. But, no. I just remember it being an event for me to hop over it because I was like, what if I get stuck on one side and they're on the other? <laughs> that was always my fear, hopping fences, too. You wouldn't like, be able to hop back after. Well, yeah. yeah. Like what if y'all hopped over and I'm just stuck on the other side? Cause I feel like I've like hopped huh? fences before in the moment. And like, I, it's not something that my body like naturally does, but like, if I'm like running from something, I can just do it. But then if I have to think about it, it's not going to happen. Well, then I guess you have your answer. You just can't think you just have to do, you know, but yeah, Fort Howard was dope. Cause so for those that don't know, 
Fort Howard is a public park. It's like half public and half private, but it is an old military fort. It's like on a peninsula kind of out past Sparrows Point um, or like, I guess it's Edgewater, uh, but it's it's like half public. You can walk through. It has like the old barracks and the old, um, you can see like the areas where the artillery guns used to be uh, like stationed. Yeah, they um, used to do the dungeons at Halloween time. I don't know if they still do or not. I I bet they don't, but they might. I don't know, but yeah. And so, but then the, the private side was this where the military community used to like take place, I guess. So there's like old houses and there's like, it's like a whole community. So there's like a movie theater there apparently that I never saw, but in the back of it was like the military hospital. And I don't know what type of treatments they did in like its heyday, but it's, it's abandoned now. And we obviously can't go inside of it, but we're not supposed to, but a couple times, like I was able to get in sometimes during the day, sometimes at night. Um, and it's super cool. Like they just up and left. So there's like old paperwork, there's like old machines in there and it's well, well abandoned. Like many people get in there and just like break what they can. So it's like what you would picture an abandoned hospital being like. Crazy. That's yeah. kind of cool. You yeah. know, it was, it was really cool. I had some haunting experiences there that made me question I was going to say, do you believe in ghosts? Oh, yeah. I want to hear about this. This is a debate me and Max have. I mean, I I don't believe in ghosts that, like, you see, like, the ghost hunter shows. I I think those shows are all bullshit. Um, I believe in some type of spirits. Like, I get sleep paralysis every now and then, and I've definitely had some, um, some very scary experiences in, like, that veil between being awake and being asleep like i don't know if you, you guys get sleep paralysis i've had Actually, it one time and it was absolutely terrifying i never would wish it yeah i get it a lot i get it I, like it's so often that's why I, that's why i don't well, spend the night, it, i don't spend the night places because i freak people out with it see i i get it i used to get it a ton when i uh, was at my mom's house or the house i grew up in i used to get it a ton and then i found that if i have the, te- the television on I, it doesn't happen if I have it off, it does like aggressively, like I'll, I'll wake up and it's always within like the first 30 minutes of falling asleep. I'll fall asleep and then the sleep paralysis will hit. And then like, I'll wake up and I'll look at the time, right? It's only been a few minutes to pass. So it's like that time. It's literally like your the time that it takes for your brain to like fall asleep and transition into like the sleep realm. It's like this, yeah. this space in between yeah. that you're, you it's know, like you're not in deep sleep it. yet. Yeah, yeah. Like if you want to think about it, like your brain is like traveling to another dimension, like in the sleep realm, that space in between just seems like it's like haunted with a bunch of shit that yeah. you have to pass through and you get like stuck in there. Yeah. I very strange. I, the one time I got it, it was actually kind of scary because I watched a, I watched a documentary on sleep paralysis called uh, the nightmare or nightmare or something like that and um they were like that's how I kind of first learned about it and they say in the documentary like psychologically it's more likely to happen to you if someone tells you that it's happened to them uh like if you talk about it (laughs) I was gonna say that's why that's I mean I don't talk about it but yeah I get it a lot I probably get it like two three times a week oh shit really well it's bad they actually told me to go to a sleep study but I only the they said it's got- just yeah it's a breathing thing so like and they actually yeah, broke it I down to me that. well uh, I, I know I- yeah some people think it's like a whole spiritual thing but they well, told me it's a breathing thing I don't know it was bad vibes when I got it it is so, it's bad I vibes had it yeah. one time and it was after I'd like kind of it wasn't the night after I watched it, it was probably like within like that week or that month so and- I think that it's not a breathing thing. I think that it's much deeper because I've had it a lot. Like it's a big problem that I've had. And that's why like a lot of times I can't sleep without the TV on or like it happens, like I said, aggressively, like it'll happen. I'll go back to bed. It'll happen. I'll go back to bed. Yeah. Like, same. I, I have, I have multiple sessions in the same night. I can't get sleep. Yeah. And I think that I, I fucked it up for myself when like, I used to be really interested in like the possibility of like lucid dreaming, like being awake while you're asleep, you know, and being able to like have consciousness in your dreams. And I remember I like did some research on it and then was able to do it for like a little while in my dreams. Like I definitely remember a period of time when I was younger, I was like, oh, this is dope. Like I can control my dreams. And like, it it worked. Like I would literally be asleep and be able to like do whatever I wanted, like in this dream world. And then since I swear, since that like period of time, the sleep paralysis has been a thing. 
and it got really bad for a while and like bad to the point where there's no way it's just a breathing thing like because there was a string when i was you know living at home that there were three nights in a row and like it's happened a lot but these specific nights i distinctly remember because it was like demonic and it was a, it was repetitive across the three nights and it was like the first night it's hard to remember but it, it all like took place in my room. Like, it's not like I was somewhere else. It was like, I was awake, but I was, you know, things were like weird. Like, it's what you think of, like when they do like dream realms, like in the movies, it was literally like that. Like it yeah. was like your room, but things are kind of different. And I think the first night it happened, I had like an alarm clock that would sit up on my desk in my room that just my alarm clock, you know what I used. And like, I woke, like the alarm was going off. I got up and I turned the alarm off and I would normally go back to bed in the morning sometimes just to get a little bit more sleep. And then like the alarm was going off again, but it was like nighttime and the alarm, like when it shouldn't be going off. So I like got up and I, I hit it off again. And like, I went back to bed and then I got up, it went off again and I got up and I unplugged it. And then I went back to bed. Cause I was like, I don't know what's going on. Why is this turning on? And when I went back to bed and I had unplugged it, it started going off again. And like, I realized now this was like all inside that sleep paralysis. Maybe it's a different thing. But when that happened and it started going off again in my head, I was like, okay, I definitely unplugged it. Something's wrong. And it was always something to do with that clock. And it wasn't like an old clock. It was like an iHome, but, and I might be mixing the nights together, but like I had went into my mom's room to try to like wake her up to be like, Hey, something is like weird is going on. And I remember one of the times like in that dream state, like I walked into my mom's room who was just right, right across the hallway. And it's like, she wasn't in her bed. She wasn't like, it was all dark. She wasn't in her bed. And then like, I look to my left, like as I walk in, I look to my left and there's just like the silhouette figure. Don't know if it's my mom or not, but like a silhouette figure that then like moves in front of me and then towards me. And then like, I wake up and like, I'm in my bed. So none of that was real. And then there was, there was another time, same thing the night after in my room, you know, in, in the realm, you know, I'll just call it that, but like in my room and like, it was so weird. Cause it was Dustin and Victor live, you know, them, they were like, like, we were all just like, hanging. I, I don't want to laugh. Like, Cause this is like serious. No, it's but... weird. It's weird though. No, it's weird. Like it okay. was, we were, we were in our room and like, you know, we were like fucking around, you know, Dustin and Victor like started like, you know, like hitting, like wrestling or hitting yeah. each other. And then all of a sudden there's like, I looked to the left and there was like an elderly man with us and like <laughs> okay his, a, another another like woman and like oh my god like, so me in the future dude. yes so <laughs> maybe it was so future like, me coming back to say hey guys well i hope not and like because if this, if this is like your future husband or max maybe it's you maybe you guys were trying to do like an intergalactic podcast you know but like this elderly man was getting like visibly agitated that dustin and victor were like arguing or like like play fighting oh, you know shit. and then i remember I remember this is the weirdest fucking thing. I remember the guy like getting angry and I'm like, Oh, like what? Like whatever, you know, addressing it. And then like, I remember he comes up to me, like, I guess like pushes pushes me or whatever interacts with me and like falls on top of me. And like, I, I, my hands like in his face. And I just remember like, since my hand was in his face, like my fit, he, he was like biting my fingers. Like, Ew. I don't know. I don't know. But then I remember I woke up and I swear on my life, I felt like, as I was waking up, you know, you're like kind of coming out of it. I felt like the, like the chomp mm -hmm. on my finger. And like, you're not supposed to feel things when you dream. Right. <clears throat> and like, that was the weirdest shit. And there was another night that absolutely I saw a demon. I, yeah. I don't know if you guys want me to keep going with these stories, but there was a couple weird. I mean, events. yeah, they're fucking scary. I literally don't tell people my dreams anymore because every time I've told people my dreams, like they get very weirded out. Like, <laughs> well, I I'm going to be single for forever if I tell anybody. So, <laughs> yeah, I just won't. I also have very vivid, vivid dreams, but, um, and I have definitely lucid dream before. It's been a while, but. The one time I got sleep paralysis, um, it was kind of the opposite when like I wasn't like coming out, I didn't come out of it. It was like while I was trying to go to bed. Um, and so like I was like laying in my bed, I started like drifting into sleep, you know, REM sleep or whatever they call it. And then 
I just got like this like super like bad vibe. Like it felt like electricity was going through me. I was just really panicked and nervous and didn't know why I was and I couldn't move my body at all. So I um I like look up because the only thing I could do was open and close my eyes, at least, you know, in this state. And um I looked up and uh there was a girl or a woman who had like uh like hair covering her face, like kind of like Samara from the ring. Um, which always used to freak me the fuck out and um, she I would like open it and she would like she was kind of the same thing where it was like kind of going like she was like kind of going for my feet like kind of like almost acting like mm-hmm. she was gonna touch me but like never did and then I like shut my eyes really cl- shut or really um really tightly and then um, I felt like this like pressure on my chest and I felt hair on my like like I felt what felt like hair on my chest too I'm like coming down and uh I was just thinking in my head like I know if I fucking open my eyes right now this bitch is gonna be like on top of me and I opened them and sure enough she was and I was trying to scream I was trying to do like all these things and my brain wouldn't let me and at some point it sort of went away and I like fell into a deeper sleep but I was still lucid dreaming and it was like I was in my house or like the house that I lived in with other people but like I was trying to like yell for people and it was almost like I was underwater like yeah you can't yell or anything yeah it was weird yeah that's the part I hate the most is that you can't yell like you go to yell and like nothing happens but if anybody has like anybody listening who gets bad sleep paralysis something that's helped me get out of it because I have a hard time my hard thing that they actually want me to go and do a sleep study is I can't get out of it like I'll actively know that I'm having sleep paralysis but like I can't yeah uh get out of it if you uh like really really hyper concentrate on like touching your fingers and then like wiggling your toes like it'll it doesn't snap you out of it but it gets you out of it way quicker than because honestly the time passing isn't a lot of time in real time but in your head it feels like forever so just something that's a good trick i should try that because the only thing that works for me to get out of it is like in it feels like i have to like move my head like and it and it's almost like you move your head and it, and it's, you have to try really hard to move it. But as soon as you get like past a certain point, then like, like I'm, I'm out of it. Like, it's almost literally like I have to turn my face away from it. And, and then it like, it like snaps out of it. Cause Max, you did a really good job of explaining at the beginning of like that, like, it's like anxiety or like mm-hmm. electricity that you feel. It's, it's just like a, it's like a, a sense, like your hair stands up and like that you're sensing something is here that should not be. You know, right. it's like a, it's like a third sense. And that's exactly what it feels like. Like I've, it happens so much that I now recognize that immediately. And as soon as I feel that I realize what's happening and I try to like snap out of it as soon as possible, but I've always been curious, like, I kind of want to face what that is like in that state, like it's such a mystery and nobody knows. And it happens so often that I almost feel like I want to like, I want to face it. Yeah. But I just, but hold on that, that happened. Like I did try to right when I had those, like what I was just talking about before those, those string of nights where it got really bad a while ago, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm no pussy. Like I'm going to, whatever this is like little, little me, I'm like, I'm going to deal with this. And, and so like it happened the next night and I like, it was like very vivid, but whatever it was, it was, it was like a, a figure, whatever it was. I like, I went up to it. Right. And I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, you know how they say in like movies, like go away, you know? And, and I saw, I, I was like, gonna do that. And I swear it was almost like, like whatever this thing was, it was like, Oh, you think you can just do that. And it just like got scarier and scarier and like, like so fast, the closer I got. And it was to the point where like, I was like, I'm out, like I can't. And I was somehow able to wake myself up, but it's a, it's a, it's a weird a weird thing that I don't think anybody can explain yeah yeah I don't think so either and what's crazy to me is like when you and it also like like I did watch this documentary prior to this happening so it's like what came first you know but the consistencies are like really crazy to me like the people that get it like I looked it up and there's like typically if some like a a very common like hallucination or whatever you want to call it 
is like they call it like the old hag and like there's pictures of it and it's essentially like this person sitting on your chest with hair coming down mm-hmm. so it's like ugh, it gives me like shivers. it's like it's crazy which is weird because in any other situation like that would kind of be pretty sexual like yeah, it definitely if, if sexual. a girl was like sitting <laughs> on your chest like it's gonna that be would, like to each their own. I mean, if you're into that, you know, like an well, old hag, you know. If it if it would, yeah, <laughs> no. If it's like an if it's like an old woman that shouldn't be that close to you, like yeah, that's weird. But in like normal day to day, like if you're like you know with somebody that you're re- involved romantically, if they're like sitting on your chest, that's weird. I, I don't. I've never like had had that request. Like oh, you know. But that's like a pretty intimate. Uh, uh, like yeah, but I don't think it's like a hot person when you're like in sleep paralysis. When you can't move, right? right? But like, why? Why is the ghost? Why is that the move they go for? I don't know. But what on your chest? I mean, so <laughs> not to get all technical, but I actually I started looking up a bunch because I had it so much. But so next time you guys have it, list like no, pit, or I guess don't put that out there. I'm not gonna have it. Okay, again. well you're not gonna to have it again. Yes, but yes, you yes, you if you have it. You're in and out. out for these things. Like if you hear footsteps coming, but they never arrive, it's actually your heartbeat. Um, because oh. what happens is when you That's have sleep paralysis, you're not breathing. And it's because like, and try not to sleep on your back, like flat, because what happens is you can close off your breathing, but I, it's just, it's random things that they told me. And I was like, wait a minute, that does happen to me. Like the heartbeat. And then there was something else too. Like it was like ringing in your ears or something, or um, that's why the heaviness is on your chest too. It was a couple things. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, I'm going with that. That'll make me sleep better tonight. <laughs> I don't. It made me feel better because then, like, when it's happening, I'm like, wait a minute, this is literally just my brain trying to process like me not being able to breathe right now. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're just dying. It's like, oh, you're dying. So, like, <laughs> let me scare the shit out of you. You know? And like, I get that, and like. I I totally like rationally agree with you but also like there was just something about when it happened to me that just felt so bad like so yeah. like like evil almost I don't know if that's the right way to put it, it is. Just, no like, I know that feeling yeah right. like just it really is. really bad yeah um, it's like icky it's like oh and it's almost like even if you know, like, if, like, I, I knew, like, I, I had the, like, thought when I was, when it was happening, like, I'm probably having sleep paralysis right now, but, like, I don't know. It it's pushed a, me the fuck out. Yeah, it's a feeling of anxiety, or, or I don't know if that's the right word, but it's a feeling that I have never felt awake. Yeah. Like, it's as like scared you- as I've been, or as, like, as intimate, as in, intimate, in, in, intimate, I think that's the right word, as, as intimate as, like, danger is, or, or like I, I perceive something bad's about to happen. I've never had that level of like helpless fear. Yeah. And it just feels like you're not alone either, which is also very unsettling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to answer your original question, <laughs> I do think that there's other things out there. I don't know if like they interact with us the way that like ghosts are like, are explained in like movies and stuff but i for sure think that there's entities or, oh yeah or... that's how we even got on this topic i was like wait a minute how do we even get on this <laughs> yeah it goes yeah because we were talking about um fort howard yeah. yeah yeah which also um not to like totally pivot but i do have a question as and i think maybe the listeners might also so you guys grew up in baltimore city or county county together county oh, okay gotcha i didn't think you were from dundalk live are you no well oh, okay. neither are you mason hey hey don't put that on me i'm not from uh, why does everyone yeah. from that area hate dundalk so much no it's mason more is- it's not hate is the wrong word embarrassed is the right word i would consider you from essex i'm i'm from essex but just barely but i'm in essex so how, in essex. how far is that from baltimore <laughs> Not far. Uh, if you hop on, minutes. yeah. If you hop on um, oh, okay. Eastern Avenue and you take it down, you're in. The you city. have to go through Dundalk to get there. Yeah. Okay. But it's not yeah. like distance-wise; it's not far. No. This is uh, probably. I, I don't think the answer is going to be yes, but I'm curious. Um, since we're on the topic of like spooky shit, have you ever gone to Lincoln Park before? I've listened to Lincoln. You are Park. obsessed with that. <laughs> what? 
Lincoln Park. You're obsessed with in it. Baltimore. Yeah. Where is, where, no, I don't know it, if I've actually ever heard of it. So, have you, you know that podcast, Serial? Nope. Okay. So, that was like the first you podcast do, wait, I ever listened Mason, to. Mason, I feel like it you like, do. I feel like it was we listened the first to big it. podcast. We listened to it? Yes. And um, um, who was that English teacher with blonde hair? It's about... Ob- the hot uh, one? Yes. It's about that guy who like... I don't know. I just remember she was hot. I don't remember her name. <laughs> I was going to actually label her as the hot one too. Hot one. <laughs> I feel like her name started with a B or... No, I'm thinking of middle school now. No, but she was know. she was pretty. Anyway, but yes, we listened to it in her class. But it's like this place so where ago. like, I, I guess like in the context of the podcast I listened to, it was about uh, some guy that got... Uh, sentenced to jail for killing his girlfriend but there was a lot of like no one was really sure what happened but he she was buried in Lincoln Park uh which I guess I don't know where it is geographically but I'm always curious about it just because like apparently people dump a lot of dead bodies there mm, but I guess I've never heard close to where I'm talking about where it's is supposed it to be in Baltimore um I think to my understanding I think it's more like by Parkville Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Okay, let me look and it it's up. not spelled Lincoln Park like it's spelled band. like Lincoln, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lincoln. The bodies of Lincoln Park. Yeah, it's not uh, Lincoln. It's yeah, it's Lincoln. over. It's over Lincoln. by Woodlawn. Yep. Since nineteen forty-six, seventy-nine bodies have been found in Lincoln Park. Below is a map of where sixty-eight of those bodies were found. Look. It's a lot. It doesn't say oh. where it is. I see it. I just don't see where it is in relation to. Oh, okay. It's like uh, what uh, yeah, West Baltimore. It looks like the most recent. Oh, somebody was found this year. Two people were found this year, January seventeenth and January thirty first. Shooting victims. Yeah, there's a lot of unsolved homicides in Baltimore. Just putting that out there. Um, and we should all be up in arms if you live in Baltimore. Do you want to I mean, go to a... that Lincoln Park place? No thanks. <laughs> it doesn't exactly sound like it's a haunted place. It just sounds like m- murderers drop their bodies there. Yeah. Drop their victims there. It's by Gwyn Falls. So, all right. So we're going to start to wrap up. Yeah. Um, Mason, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Yeah, this, this was fun. Really fun. I like this a lot. We can do it again. Yes, please, yeah. let's do it. Um, where can people find you, Mason? Where do, where do you want to be found? Um, so I really just have my podcast, uh, The Mason J Show, which you can find on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, but instead of going there, you can just go to my Instagram page at Mesodelic, M-A-S-O-D-E-L-I-C. I'll have the link in my bio for the most recent episode. That's where I post most of my uh, content, snowboarding, fitness, and other activities. But uh, yeah, that's my really only platform that I use at the moment. Yes, awesome. so check them out. Ladies, remember, if you are from Massachusetts and you know and you snowboard, snowboard, hit me up. Slide into those DMs. Hit me up. <laughs> I'll be on the lookout. Yeah, and if you're any of Mason's friends that just happen to be looking for a girl, please uh, message me. Okay, yeah. super single over here. You can go. You can go listen to the podcast I did just did with Liv. Hear about what she's got going on. Entrepreneur, self starter. You know. Yeah. I like that. Yep. Just putting that out there, putting it into the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, Max, where can the gals find you? You can find me at my Instagram at Max Landon with no vowels. So MXLNDN. And then anywhere you can find the Get Messy podcast. No vowels. Yes. And then I'm um, at Liv Doomer, L I V D U M E R on YouTube and Instagram. And then you can follow the podcast, the Get Messy podcast. We're on Instagram, YouTube tiktok um and then we're on apple Podcasts and spotify please leave us a review or a, rate, a rating review, subscribe it, a five star um <laughs> we're still hurting from that one episode damn we it sure are god damn it what happened <laughs> we have <this laughs> we go through this <laughs> every time so we, we're just so begging for five stars we here. had a friend uh a mutual friend come on uh and we uh, like made this whole thing anonymous. Like we did not use any, we used fake names. We did not, we did our due diligence, but she was talking about her ex-fiance and his family is fucking crazy. And they like ended up like leaving us all these crazy reviews. Like, 
sliding into wow. our dms like it was wild like we didn't even really say anything that bad but you know anyways. what you guys you guys should have milked it and, and used that drama to get more views well we, well, we did and she <laughs> asked us to take down the episode and like out of respect we're like okay we can do that but it's like our best episode it was one of our best episodes <laughs> it was. So you put it, i say you put it back up i think we should in like how about you leave it up leave like it up to the viewers do the viewers want to hear it yeah. I'm sure they would. There was a couple hundred that listened to it. Yeah, that was that was one of our big, biggest ones when we first started out. Yeah. But anyways, thank you all for listening. Um, we'll be back next week with something else. And Yeah, thank you again, Mason. Have a good Cinco de Mayo and get messy. Absolutely. Yes. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank good you boy. so much. Bye.